Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. is taken from Ruth 2 verses 3 to 23. So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters and as it happened she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law Elimelech. While she was there Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you he said. The Lord bless you, the harvesters replied. Then Boaz asked his foreman, Who is that young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, She is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes rest in the shelter. Boaz went over and said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any of the fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. See which part of the field they are harvesting and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness, she asked. I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied. But I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I've heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. I hope I continue to please you, sir, she replied. You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I am not one of your workers. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, come over here and help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with his harvesters and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her and pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. So Ruth gathered barley there all day and when she beat out the grain that evening, it filled an entire basket. She carried it back into town and showed it to her mother-in-law. Ruth also gave her the roasted grain that was left over from her meal. 
Where did you gather all this grain today? Naomi asked. Where did you work? May the Lord bless the one who helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man in whose field she had worked. She said, The man I worked with today is named Boaz. May the Lord bless him, Naomi told her daughter-in-law. He is showing his kindness to us as well as to your dead husband. That man is one of our closest relatives, one of our family redeemers. Then Ruth said, What's more, Boaz even told me to come back and stay with his harvesters until the entire harvest is completed. Good, Naomi exclaimed. Do as he said, my daughter. Stay with his young women right through the whole harvest. You might be harassed in other fields, but you'll be safe with him. So Ruth worked alongside the women in Boaz's fields and gathered grain with them until the end of the barley harvest. Then she continued working with them through the wheat harvest in early summer, and all the while she lived with her mother-in-law. Good morning, everyone. Hopefully everyone's feeling the effect of an extra hour of sleep last night, or maybe you maxed out last night and spent a bit of extra time out. Uh, to kind of make the most of that extra hour. Um, I enjoy the extra hour sleep because I'm kind of that age now. Um, if this is your first time around us, you are very, very welcome. My name's Adrian. I'll be taking us through uh, this next part of this amazing story that uh, Davina so wonderfully read to us. It is a beautiful story, a beautiful story that is crafted so well. And in this moment, what we discover is this hopeless situation that we looked at last week of Naomi and Ruth we begin to see by the end of this part of the story, uh, it feels like there's some hope coming. And in it, the whole crafting of how the narrator, how the writer has put this part of the story together is, is there in order to draw our gaze to this interaction between Boaz and Ruth. But you see, there's three different kind of groups of people that have been interacted with. You see, you've got Ruth and Naomi, you've got uh, Boaz and the workers, and then Boaz and Ruth. And what the narrator does is he kind of like makes this sandwich to kind of get us to see that the main event is in the begin, in the middle. So you find at the beginning and end, the story starts with Naomi and Ruth in their home and ends with Naomi and Ruth in their home. And then you kind of go a section in and you find the next layer in, both sides, is Boaz speaking, interacting with his workers. And then you get to the very center to kind of draw our eyes in to see Boaz interacting with Ruth and this kind of wonderful exchange. And if it, we're not careful, we could jump to then, like, let's look at Boaz. He seems pretty cool. As En Vogue said, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. <laughs> like some of you are thinking, who are En Vogue? YouTube it. You can't go wrong with some 90s classics. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Uh, I would sing it. I don't think we're quite ready for that this morning. Um, <laughs> I only heard one that was ready. Um, and uh, my wife is sick at home, and I know you're shouting out, I'm ready, I'm not going to sing it. Um, in it, though, I want us to see that it isn't a zoom-in on Boaz, but rather there's this interconnection between all of these interactions that are going on that's revealing one who's behind all of the story. And you see it through what Naomi declares on the back of hearing everything 
that she hears from the mouth of Ruth in terms of her and Boaz's interactions and everything she experiences by eating what Ruth brings home. And so she gets kind of some leftovers that's like a takeaway of some cooked grain. And out of that experience, it causes in verse 20, Naomi to declare this. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. That's the ESV version of this verse. And in it, what Nomi says in referring back to all that she's heard in terms of these different interactions that have gone on, in terms of Ruth arriving home with a whole load of provision, is she looks and celebrates in Boaz, but then she says, oh no, there's one who's behind all of it, God. And she said, it's his kindness at work. And that word kindness is a word that is actually translated as kindness that's a Hebrew word that means way more than kindness. It's a word called hesed. And hesed is revealing loving kindness. That's what hesed is, loving kindness. And Naomi points to this moment and everything that's gone on and says, hey, you want to know what's happening here? Oh, this is God being revealed. God being revealed who is Hesed, loving kindness. You see, it's so important, and in it, I'm not trying to kind of swat up saying, hey, I know a Hebrew word, because anyone who knows me knows that's not that impressive, because I probably don't know any, know any others. Now, what I want us to get hold of is there's something going on in this story that we need to get hold of that is revealed through this word that we translate as kindness, but is way more, because it's this word hesed. Something that's going on that Naomi sees, but also we as the readers are going to look and see that this isn't about Boaz, Ruth, and Naomi. It's actually about the wonder of who God is. Because God revealed himself, revealed himself to a guy called Moses who led his people. And first of all, he revealed himself and said, I'm not any old God. At a burning bush, he said, I am who I am. Like, I've got no beginning. I have no end. I've always existed. And so Moses knew that God was a God who could be known. But then Moses got to a point and said, but, but that's not enough, God. Because you're there to be known, I want to know something more of you. And in that moment, God revealed something more of who he is, of how he's characterized. And in Exodus 34, 6, we read this, The Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filling with unfailing love and faithfulness. That when Moses cries out and says, I want to know you, God, God says, this is who I am. I'm one who's full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. And that moment there, that description there of unfailing love and faithfulness is again that word hesed. God says, you want to know what I'm like? You want to know who I am? I'm the Hesed God. The God who is full and characterized by loving kindness. Therefore, this story of Ruth, this moment that we're looking at, isn't really about Boaz, Ruth, and Naomi. Naomi wants us to see, no, this is about who God is. A God who reveals himself as one who is Hesed. 
full of loving kindness. See, I want us to see that this is a story of Hesed. I don't know if you've ever been to a cinema where they kind of do a 3D showing. And if you don't go on with 3D glasses, all you see is this kind of film, but it's slightly, slightly weird in its view. And you kind of leave thinking, oh, that hurt my eyes a little bit. And I kind of got the gist of what was going on, but I didn't quite see it. But if you get the glasses and you put on the glasses, suddenly everything comes alive. And you find that whatever it is that you're watching is as though it's coming towards you. And so if it's an Avengers film, suddenly Iron Man's flying over your head. If it's like the chainsaw film, it's like a chainsaw coming towards you. Like, why are you watching that? But anyway, it's that coming. And if you like, what we're going to do with this story is take the lenses of Hesed and see the wonder of what's going on here. The danger is, though, is that we can think, yeah, yeah I know God's a God of loving kindness. I think in this moment, we're invited to say, God, would you come and reveal yourself afresh to me now as the God of loving kindness? Maybe you're here for the first time if you've never thought of who God is. Maybe you're thinking, well, I didn't know God could be known. And today is a day where you're saying, actually, yeah, I want to know something, God. I want to know something of who you are as a God of loving kindness. And God says, I want to show you. And that's what we're going to see as we kind of look into this story. Because God is wanting us to experience who he is as a God who is hesed, full of loving kindness, in order that we'd be shaped by it in order that we then go and share it. Let's jump in then. So we find that this is a story that is full of hesed, as it's hesed shown. It's hesed shown, you could jump and say, oh yeah, I can see that in Boaz. Let's not get to Boaz, let's go to Ruth first. You see it in Ruth, you find that she goes out and works hard in a field. Why? Well, she does it out of her love and commitment to her mother-in-law, Naomi. They need providing for. And so out of love, out of kindness, she goes and works hard. You see this hesed shown of, through Boaz, who in his interactions with Ruth reveals that his loving kindness towards her is one that's seeking to provide for her. He says, I want to provide you like what you need. So he says, come and not just take the bare minimum. I give you permission to harvest as much as you can in my field. Not just today, but through the whole season. Not only comes and provides, he also comes and protects. He says, actually, I want to be one you know now whose protection you're under. Like, I've spoken to everyone. No one is to speak harshly to you or act harshly towards you. You're under my protection. It's also through his, the status he gives her. He says, you're not just an outsider here. You're not just to think that you don't belong. No, you belong in here. I want you to know that I see you as I see everyone else working here. Not only that, I invite you to come and sit with me. So you find this lunchtime invitation where Ruth isn't like left on the edge, but rather is brought right in and said, hey, come and sit at the table with me and eat the food that I'm eating. Drink the drink that I'm drinking. Remember, this isn't about Boaz and Ruth. This is about God. 
the God who reveals his loving kindness through working hard, the God who reveals his loving kindness through providing, protecting, and through status. And the wonder of how God does that is through Boaz and Ruth. Like, this doesn't sound like kind of rocket science type stuff, does it? Yeah, well, obviously, Adrian, you've just talked about Boaz and Ruth. That's how he's doing it. But just think about that for a moment. Like, how God reveals his loving kindness is through two human beings and their interactions with each other and others. And in that moment, it reveals the wonder of who this God, who is full of loving kindness, is through their simple actions. And he doesn't just want to do it with Boaz and Ruth. He wants to do it with you and me. And we get caught up in this relationship with God who is full of loving kindness in order that we'd understand that daily we get invited to an adventure of how do we get to reveal the wonder of who this God is who's full of loving kindness to any and everyone we come into connection with. Like that, that's like a different sort of day, isn't it? Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm kind of here on earth to reveal the God who is full of loving kindness. That's what I'm here to do. Now, I, I thought I just worked in a shop. I, I thought I just um, was trying to raise some kids. I thought I worked in a hospital. I thought I was a teacher. I thought I was trying to figure out what retirement looks like. I was trying to figure out my recovery. Oh, no. God says, no, I want to use you to reveal my loving kindness. Wow. I'm getting caught away, caught, kind of getting ahead of myself, really. I'm getting too much into this. Let's just carry on. You see, hesed isn't just shown, it's hesed is experienced. You see, in Boaz, you see, as this moment we reveal, it reveals like why Boaz acts like he does, why he acts so generously, and it says that he's devoted to God. Remember, the God who is hesed, full of loving kindness, Therefore, Boaz, in all that he has understood and received the wonder of who God is, it causes him then to reveal that. He can't help himself. He just says, this is what I've experienced. But it's also in terms of what he's heard of Ruth. We'll find out later, a bit of a spoiler, next chapter. He actually refers to Ruth and says, oh, you're one who's full of hesed, full of loving kindness. See, he'd experienced it. You see it in terms of Ruth. That as she experiences the provision, protection, and status that Boaz offers her, she's just overwhelmed. Overwhelmed in such a way that she falls to the floor. Overcome, wanting to honor. Man, have you ever done that? Spoiler, I've never done that. I wonder if I should sometimes. I wonder if sometimes, not only to God, but to others who are revealing the loving kindness of God, that I should just fall prostrate and say, I cannot believe the kindness that you have shown me. Man, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Imagine arriving (laughs) on a Sunday morning. You're kind of still waking up, haven't got my coffee. And then you see someone come up and go, I cannot believe you did this for me this week. You'd be like, what's going on? Like, anyone's going to come in at that point and go, what is this? Oh, this is a bunch of people who've realized the loving kindness that we know through others ultimately points us to God. But it's not only that she's overwhelmed, she's deeply comforted. Wow. Let's not forget, no, 
Naomi was suffering at home, but so was Ruth. You can start to think, oh yeah, Ruth, she got it together. She was like early in the morning riser, straight out in the field. Don't worry, Naomi, I've got this. Now she was human. She's in pain. She's hurting. She knows she's the outsider. And in this moment, Boaz's actions towards her of loving kindness bring her comfort. God wants to use you and me to sometimes through our words and actions just draw alongside someone and bring comfort. I don't know what that's felt like. I've had people come and just speak to me tenderly. Just remind me of the wonder of what's going on and that they're with me. And in that moment, it's brought deep, profound comfort. But it's not just Hesed shown. It's not Hesed just experienced. It's also Hesed shared. See, Boaz owned a field. He owned fields. He had a lot. But in it, he didn't keep it to himself. The Hesed he knew in God, he couldn't help share with others. See, there were rules, you know, you could give the edge of your field to the the outsider, the poor. But he was like, no, that's not enough. I abundantly have been given, therefore I abundantly share. Like profound, like if you were to work it out, and like commentators are trying to kind of perplex around like what really did uh, Ruth take home. And maybe the point isn't the exact amount, but rather just it's mind-blowing. Because in essence, she went home with about a month's salary on her day one. And a packed lunch. Remember, if she woke up in the morning, they had nothing. Goes back, day one, month's salary. Can you imagine that for a moment? You turn up, end of the day, here's a month's salary. What? Loving kindness. It's shown shared by Boaz, but it's also shared by Ruth because Ruth doesn't keep it to herself. She immediately goes home and shares everything that she's known with Naomi. And it changes Naomi because Naomi suddenly realizes this isn't about Boaz and it's not about Ruth. It's about this God who is a God of loving kindness but you see, the thing is, we could read the story and go, okay, fine. I need to work hard then to show this love. I need to um, seek to uh, look at my life and evaluate it and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to know Hesed. And knowing Hesed in my life is going to be shown through my circumstances. Because surely if my circumstances are going all right, that's going to show God's loving kindness towards me. That's not the point of this story. See, this point, this story is always going to lead us, foreshadow one who it's all about, which is God. You see, God then doesn't leave it to a story of Boaz and Ruth, but rather takes on flesh and embodies himself as Jesus on earth to reveal what it looks like for God, who is Hesed, to live here. And what you discover is Jesus is Hesed, or Hesed equals Jesus, who equals hope. And so in 1 John 4.9, John tries to pen it like this. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. 
Or Ephesians 2, 4, 5, Paul writes, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Here's the deal. God's loving kindness isn't revealed to you or to me because of my circumstances or because I'm working hard to show it. No, it's revealed through Jesus and will forever be revealed through Jesus. And that we can always look to Jesus and realize, oh God, you are full of loving kindness and is revealed through Jesus. See, Jesus shows us Hesed. He showed it by coming and living a life that you and I couldn't live, dying a death that you and I could not die, in order that through his resurrection, he could offer us everything. He provides for us, provides us a life, a life that is eternal, that's characterized by his love and goodness, which, as I never get bored of saying, means that we have nothing to prove. He offers us protection that says he will never forsake us. He will never leave us. In actual fact, nothing can separate us from his love. He offers us status and says, now everything I am is yours. You are now a child of God. My father is your father. The eternal father who has eternally loved me, the son, now eternally loves you. But it's not only that we're to know this reality, we're to experience it. See, Jesus invites us to experience Hesed, his loving kindness. It's an invitation daily to come by the Spirit and say, Jesus, would you cause me to know the loving kindness of God revealed through you that causes me to know your provision, your protection, your status. And today, maybe you've come saying, but I, I don't know that. Well, it's for you today to come and receive. But for many of us in the room, we do. Do we? Do we live knowing, experiencing daily the loving kindness of God revealed through Jesus? I find as I do, it transforms everything about who I am. Because what it leads to is then Jesus inviting us to share Hesed. Because as I experience the wonder of who Jesus is, as I fall prostrate before him, because I do before him, honoring him, as I'm deeply comforted by all that I experience, it then allows me to realize that now, Jesus, you invite me to share this, to share it through the words I speak. Why am I doing this today? Because I want to share something of the loving kindness of God with you through my frail words. I get to do it by pointing people for the first time, saying, did you know that God isn't against you? He's for you, and he wants you to know his loving kindness. I get to do it with people who are following Jesus, saying, hey, be encouraged. Don't look to your circumstances. Look to Jesus. That's what we did at the start of worship. Let's not look at the world around. Let's look to Jesus. We also do it through our actions. As I said, like, the invitation is to realize like what we do in our day-to-day -day existence flows out of this loving kindness we've received in that we become God's hands and feet on this planet to cause others to experience God's loving kindness. And I tell you what, that gets me up in the morning. It causes me to realize the privilege I have in every interaction I have to realize in this moment, I get to reveal you, God, your loving kindness, which gets us to this point. 
communion. At this point, you're going to think, yeah, this is like a crunch of gears. Yep, it is. Let's be honest. But it isn't. Because communion, the bread and the juice, there are so many different ways we can approach it, but today I want us to approach it as a meal of hesed. So what I love about that story that we read of Ruth is at the very center, you have this lunch interaction. I don't know if you picked up on it. There's this moment where Boaz says to Ruth, come sit at the table and take bread and wine. And in that moment, the writer knew nothing of what that was therefore going to mean until we can look back and say, one who's greater than Boaz and Ruth, one who truly is the God of loving kindness, comes and says, I offer you a table with bread and wine. But the bread isn't any old bread. It's a bread that truly will satisfy because it's my body broken in order that you can know wholeness. It's my blood shed in order that you can know nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Therefore, when we come and we take the bread and the juice, we're both remembering and receiving Jesus afresh, who is the incarnation of the God who is hesed, the God who is full of loving kindness to you and to me. Therefore, if you want to receive him, it's as simple as this. Go. There's various tables around with bread and juice and and take some bread and juice and bring it back to your chair and then we're going to share it together. And maybe you're here and you say, I I need to be gluten-free. Well, don't worry. We have gluten-free as well. And it's on the very table at the back. So can I encourage you now to just go and take some bread and juice, bring it back to your chair, and then we're going to share it together in this meal of hesed. Jesus knows every single one of us in this room, every single one online, and he's enough. He's one who comes to meet you and I with love and kindness. And as we eat the bread, remembering his body broken in order that we could know wholeness, we receive him afresh, and he comes to meet with us. Let's eat and receive him. In the same way, we take the cup, and as we drink, we receive that now nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Just where we're at, I'd love just to pray for us. God's loving kindness is to you is to me in order that we'd live experiencing it but also we'd live sharing it. One of the wonders and the beauties of us gathering in this room is we remember we're not any old bunch of people. We're not like a crowd who just happened to kind of stumble in here. No, we're now the body of Christ on earth. That's who we are. Many expressions through the city, through the nation, through nations, but for this moment we're part of that. And therefore, as we gather, we remember we're not any old bunch of people. We're Jesus' body on earth. And therefore, as we leave today, I want us to know that we go commissioned 
to be God's hands and feet wherever we're taken with this unbelievable privilege of sharing with others God's loving kindness in a multitude of ways, in a multitude of places. Can I pray for us? Just close our eyes. Maybe you want to put your hands out, just way of saying, yep, these are my hands, use them. Jesus, we just come to you today and we say, what a privilege to be caught up in relationship with you. Jesus, I thank you that you're one who causes us to know daily the loving kindness of God towards us. And Jesus, I want to pray, as we know, I pray, would we now show? I pray as we go from this place, I pray, would we know that we're commissioned, that Holy Spirit, you go with us, in order that you would use our hands and our feet to be those that reveal the loving kindness of you, God, into multitudes of area. I pray even now, would you lay individuals on our heart who we know that we're going from today to reveal the loving kindness of you, God. And I pray, God, as we come back next Sunday, as we gather in small groups this week, I pray for story after story of us sharing the wonder and privilege of what it was to share your loving kindness. Amen. Amen.